This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, listeners. Happy Sunday. This is our regular Sunday morning Q&A podcast. And we've got our first question in, Matt. Over to you. Right. Well, uh, it's from Claire Hill. Thank you, Claire. I have a question that I'm fearful of asking because I absolutely dread your response. Is Starmer still a European? I'm not sure what he believes anymore, to be honest. Matt, what do you reckon? Well, um, probably probably not really right now. Um, I think he's displayed enough um, clear indications that he's much more interested in winning power and appeasing voices that I think the Labour Party's scared of alienating the red wall you know this fictional kind of sense that there's still this enormous groundswell of people who are pro-Brexit all the polls tell you that two-thirds of the country would reverse it in a heartbeat if they could so um, whether he's irrationally not pushing this European button or whether he just thinks the percentage shot is not to major on it but I suspect also that he will come to government and have a lot of domestic stuff to deal with. And even though the big answer, in my view, is a recalibration of, of our relationship with Europe, that's not where his focus will be because it's it's not it's a long-term play and it's not the short-term expediency he's going to need. I think that's absolutely right. And the, the, the defence from Starmer Central is always the same, which is their private polling says there's a kind of um, uh, a duality in the electorate's approach to this, which is, you're right, they, they, they think Brexit has been a disaster. However, <laughs> in contradiction, they don't want to undo Brexit, yeah. which is ridiculous, but that's, you know, that's the nature of politics. So, and the, Labour is also correctly aware that 
one of the things they'll be accused of by the Tories in the campaign is that they are going to undo Brexit. So I get the caution. However, it's not enough. And one of the things that we plainly need, even if you don't say we want to rejoin, is that we need better relations with the EU simply to generate growth to to, yeah. to you know to to become a serious nation again yeah and i think he he starmer shouldn't be afraid of saying that no. i mean that's a sign of strength also i do think that there's a, a, a case for saying that the european union needs to get its act together a little yeah. bit better you know before you know the reality is we're out of the european union right now um and I don't think the European Union would ever take us back until both political parties there was a bipartisan, were, were completely a distant prospect. This is nailed on. Yeah. So that's that's a long time in the future. Um, but also, I think the European Union hasn't done enough to look at the reasons behind why Brexit could have happened, the reasons why people like Gert Wilders are getting elected with big votes. Yeah, and he wants a referendum. He wants a on referendum, referendum in Holland. I don't, exit the, I don't yeah. think there's any appetite for it, but, but that's, Still. that's what he wants. It's on his plate on his yeah. mandate you know so europe is still is still in a state of flux i think and and something's got to happen at that level as well i think before people like keir starmer think it's worth their while saying crikey we need to jump back on that shit but it does take a while it took 12 yeah. years last time i hope it doesn't take that long this time yeah. but you have you have to start somewhere we do thank you claire for that we started with your question here's the next one from the Conservatives' point of view, this is from Ben Valentine. Thank you for your Thank question. You, ben. Ben. From the Conservatives' point of view, they have more than halved inflation, cutting taxes in the budget, see dissent and conflict in Labour. You're referring to um, Gaza, I assume, there. Do you think the general election will be sooner rather than later? Matt? Well, um, I think that what we've learned, I think Ben's right in his analysis, which is that the achievement of the inflation goal, even though it won't really be felt by people in their pockets, um, food inflation is still at 10%, for example, mm. um, we're, you know, has cheered up the Tories. Um, they are uh, pleased it, it, as Conservatives about the tax cuts. Let's say no more than that. Um, I think they they do they are pleased also quietly that Labour's having some problems over the Israel-Gaza conflict, although I, I, I'm sceptical that that is as damaging as they think. But to answer Ben's question, um, which we, we actually talked about a little bit in, in, in the main podcast this week, um, I think that the general election that now could be in May, it probably won't be in May, it, it, it will probably be in October, it can go to January 2025. Can it? I didn't yes, realise you, that. Yes, you, you, you have ah. to, the, the last date is in January 2025 wow, in terms of actually holding the uh the election itself okay um and you know there's always that part of prime ministers that wants to play it long in case as mr McCorbett said something turn, turns up yeah, you know yeah. and and I, I think that sunak has you know he's only been prime minister for a year um you know he, he's got past the you know the, the all-important 49 day liz trust milestone yeah. but i think he would like to go a bit longer what do you think is what do you think is in his head and his advisor's head when they're looking at the, the poll numbers which are yes you know crushingly Dire. awful for them do you think have they got a number where they think well if we can get it to just you know 10%, 12% difference, or if my personal popularity can edge above Keir Starmer's. Do you think there are triggers, or is it more an emotional kind of like, well, let's just I go think, for it? I think that Prime Minister's in Rishi Sunak's 
situation operate on two entirely different psychological levels. One is I have to believe uh, to some extent that I can pull this off, that something disastrous will happen to Labour, that something miraculous will happen to us, the Tories. The other level, which is sort of the, the reality-based world, is no party's ever come back from this length of bad polls this bad. Mm. We're heading for defeat, but I don't want to go down in history as a John Major who led the Tory party to a landslide defeat. Yeah. If I do certain things, maybe, maybe I can, you know, limit the damage. And I, I think that is in a lot of Tories' minds, not not least because they don't want to lose their seats. I mean, Jeremy yes. Hunt has a very, uh, uh, suddenly, a you know, very uh, vulnerable seat. And I think a lot of them, are, just for job security, would quite like a, I'll tell you what, a less bad result. It is going to be such a popcorn night, isn't it? The night of the general election. It will be... <laughs> The most fascinating general election for a long time. I think, I think it'll be quite extraordinary. Um, I hope it'll be uh, it'll have the sense of, of something new starting. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm very nervous of prediction these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Ben, for your question. Next question. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I've rented my entire life. I'm 54 and never felt any government has supported me or the rental market. I have friends in Berlin and look at Germany's model enviously. What can be done to change the British attitude towards renting? That's from John in Sutton Coalfield. John, thanks. Thank what, you, John. What do you reckon, Matt? Well, I'm 54 as well and I've never rented. I've always 
and I've been obsessed with I'm probably the worst person for John to ask this because I'm I'm culturally obsessed with the idea of property ownership which which is you know it, it, it's one way of doing it that's our generation isn't but it, it is I don't know why it should be is that a reaction to to what do you think is that a reaction to I think I think the 80s parents? were a period when you could actually afford and, and beyond in that's the true. 80s and 90s um, were a period when you know you could you could afford to buy a property um, on, on a reason quite low salary yeah. and yeah. in a way you just can't now um, I have rented, and I think that the rental market has got so expensive now. Right. Um, I'd like to see a lot more regulation of the rental market, actually. Um, but I, the truth is, I'd, what I'd really like to see, uh, which is not quite an answer to John's question, is is shed loads of affordable and social housing. I yeah. think it, it is scandalous yeah. that we live in a country where, you know, the pe- the view from people's second home yes. in the country yes. matters more than the ability of young people to get an affordable house. That's absolutely right. And there are parts of this country where, you know, and that nice traditional parts of the country, but that, that might be challenged jobs-wise. You know, like I'm thinking about the Lake District, yes. places like this. We're full of second homes where kids of families who've lived there for generation after generation can just can't afford to, to yeah. buy their own place. In, in you know, London's a big, big place where you can move around and there are places... You can live on the fringes of London. Yes. It's still really expensive. You can find a way. But if you live in a village in the Lake District and there are 50, 60, 80 houses there and, th- you know, 30 of them are owned by second property owners who, who've got them on Airbnb, you, you're screwed. You can't live in the village you were your family's lived in for, for generations. You've got to wait for your parents to die. You know, yes. that sucks. I say build, baby, build. I think, And also, I think something should be done about... Um, uh, I don't want to be, you know, say, say, I mean, owning a second house is already punitive to in terms of council tax and, you know, you've got all of this stuff. But I do think there should be some constructive way of, of, of the local community benefiting from second homes, maybe. You know, maybe there's a kind of local tax from Airbnb yes. that goes back into the community. Oh, and know. our whole attitude to bricks and mortar is going to have to change yeah. because, you know, we are, we're going to have to fund our, uh, you know, as we live longer, we're going to have to fund our social care out of it yeah. um and the old system where you know the tour which the tories still i think in their bones believe in which is that you you hand over as much as possible in some cases 100 yeah. percent of 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 your assets to your kids that that world has gone right um and it's another big change uh, that needs to start sort of feeding into the the mainstream and isn't yet yeah yeah okay well thank you john for that question next question um, what is the best Christmas song in the Matt's opinion? And that's from Julia. Oh well, I, I don't mean, know where Julia's from, but thank you, Julia. Well, uh, it's a very good question. I like the Rat Pack. Uh, this is a slight, uh, <laughs> slight evasion, but there's a wonderful compilation of the Rat Pack singing Christmas classics, right? And that always makes me feel dead festive. I thought you were talking about bloody Roland Rat for a minute. Yeah, I'm not going to do George Michael again this week. Okay, we did George Michael last week. For me, and this is George Michael's. A, sorry, George Michael's. Yeah, this is such a cliched answer, but Christmas does start in my soul when I hear the opening bars of Fairy Tale to New York. Oh, actually, that's probably the right answer. Yeah. That I think is, it's it's so wrapped up in it now. The boys in the LAPD choir, the whole in the NYPD choir, were singing 
away bay and the bells were ringing out for christmas day that could have been someone well so could anyone exactly so there we go that's my you think you're going to get that did you listen thank you julia and our next question from eleanor in sw3 that's a london postcode much like matt d i've grown tired of biscuits this is a callback to when we had a few weeks ago isn't it yeah Biscuits are disappointing and insubstantial, but try as I might, I've not had Matt's luck in ditching them. Could the two Matts offer me some advice? <laughs> well, this is, I, can, I think this, this is, this is going to follow us around like lost luggage. Um, look, I'm going to get a bit Jordan Peterson, yeah. Eleanor, and say, you know, toughen up, tidy your room, just stop with the biscuits, okay? Yeah. Turn your back on biscuits. Break the show, cord. Yeah. Show some spine. However... To show that there's a compassionate side to me too, I think there are twelve-step therapy groups. You know, for people who just cannot ditch the biscuits. I mean, I I, I didn't have to go, but um, yeah. I have total respect for people who go f- for help with their you know problems with biscuits. But it's hard sometimes, isn't it, when you get lured into the world of, of biscuit? Yes, I mean, um, I think biscuitism generally is is it's nothing. It's <laughs> biscuitism generally is 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 not a disease to laugh about. No, um, no. And I'm. It's like rather, the opposite of bag of John Lennon's bagism, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm actually a bit disappointed that you're laughing, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry it, to. It's so, uh, listeners. I'm, so, I'm sorry uh, for the editor in chief's uh, levity about this serious health issue. People who suffer from biscuitism, biscuitism. We're, well, we we do our best, and and people, you know, do feel free to email us if yeah, you have problems. Yeah, we're do, we're, we're here for you. You're not alone. No, no, don't suffer in silence. Don't suffer in silence. Thank you very much for all your questions. Thank you. And uh, we do this every Sunday morning after our regular show on Fridays. Um, So please email in any questions and any observations you've got about the show to 2Mats, that's the number 2, M-A-T-T-S, at tnepublishing.com. 2Mats at tnepublishing.com. We love to hear from you, so please do write Please do write. Thanks, as always, to our production team led by the third Matt, Matt Hill at Rethink Audio. And until next Friday for our regular podcast. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from him. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.